You're listening to the Brooks Snow Podcast, conversations to help you live in your true identity as the creator of your life. I'm your host, Brooks Snow. You have episode 104, The Art of Receiving, part three, Divine Discontent. Is there such a thing as having too much gratitude? The answer may surprise you. Greek philosopher Aristotle taught that any virtue in excess or deficiency can become a vice. Gratitude is an important virtue to a happy and fulfilling life. And yet, as with all virtues, there is an important balance to maintain. In this episode, we're going to talk about the feeling that provides the proper balance to gratitude. It's called divine discontent. Is it possible to be grateful and still want more in your life? Absolutely. And I'm going to go as far as to say that the moments we feel divine discontent are fundamental to keep us progressing in life. If you've ever shamed yourself with thoughts such as, you shouldn't want more, you should just be grateful for what you have, then this episode will help reframe and empower your own divine discontent to bring you the greater blessings God has in store for you. I know you will love this podcast. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available in Deseret Bookstores and on Amazon.com. It's filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to everyone who has left a review for this podcast on iTunes. If this podcast has ever helped you in any way, will you share your thoughts by leaving a review? Your support is what makes this podcast possible. Today's review of the week comes from Ani Truth Seeker. She says, Brooke, your podcast, book, and meditation course have all been a true place of peace and inspired learning in my life. I have loved recently learning about the prayer journal and can't wait to try it out to shed light that those keeping God's record in ancient days took part in this similar process makes so much sense and excitingly transforms my feelings I've had about struggling with personal revelation and communing with the Lord. Thank you so much for sharing your insight and wisdom in the beautiful and inspiring way you do. I'm cheering you on. Ani Truth Seeker, thank you so much for the review. I'm so grateful you've benefited so much from these messages. I'm excited for you to try the practice of prayer journaling. It is one of my favorite tools for personal revelation. And to those wondering what prayer journaling is, check out episode 102, Conversing with the Lord. We recently launched a physical prayer journal in collaboration with one of our favorite gospel-based companies, Work and Wonder. It includes a digital guide that goes deep into the practice, and the feedback that we've been receiving from people is that it is life-changing. I'm going to link both the podcast that explains the practice and the journal in the show notes of this episode. In light of our topic for today, I'm just going to add that prayer journaling is a great resource for the times in your life you feel some divine discontent. Divine discontent usually means that something in our life needs to change. And figuring out what that entails requires further personal revelation. Pair the prayer journal practice with this episode, and I know you'll receive more hope and direction on what comes next for you in your life. 
If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Now, if you haven't left a review yet, will you do that today? Just pause the episode and do it right now. It only takes a moment and it's good karma. (laughs) Something amazing will happen in your life today by taking the time to send love to someone else. Doing good always comes back to you. So thank you for listening and for sharing. Friends, I hope you're enjoying this podcast series on the art of receiving. In the last episode, we talked about receiving our current blessings, really, truly seeing them, receiving them, and feeling gratitude for them. The Lord has said unto those that receive, I will give more. Receiving what has already been given is preparatory for receiving future blessings. Sometimes there is an important in-between stage that can occur between our present and future blessings. It's called divine discontent. While it is important to feel gratitude and receive our current blessings, everyone will experience a longing for more many times over in their life. This longing for more can seem like a contradiction to gratitude, and we can easily judge it and even shame ourselves for feeling it. Let's talk for a moment about what divine discontent is and what it is not. Sister Michelle Craig gave an amazing talk in the October 2018 LDS General Conference. Her talk was called Divine Discontent, and she gives the following description. We should welcome feelings of divine discontent that call us to a higher way, while recognizing and avoiding Satan's counterfeit, paralyzing discouragement. One way to tell divine discontent from Satan's counterfeit is the divine discontent will lead us to faithful action. Close quote. So we have divine discontent versus discouragement. The fundamental difference between the two is divine discontent leads to faithful action and discouragement leads to either no action or actions that bring unhappiness. One nudges us towards progress while the other keeps us stuck. One is open. The other is closed. One makes your life better and the other makes it worse. Perhaps the first great moment of divine discontent in this world occurred in the Garden of Eden. Can you imagine with me, Adam and Eve in this paradise place? They have everything they could ever want. Their surroundings are beautiful. They have enough to eat. There's no contention. They are healthy and even have the privilege of freely conversing with God face to face. And yet... Even in this paradise where there was surely so much to be grateful for, I imagine Mother Eve feeling a stirring in her heart that perhaps there could be something more for them. 
Perhaps there was more to life than what they were experiencing in the garden. If this life was so great, then why did Eve specifically choose to let it all go? Why would she convince Adam that life outside the garden could potentially be better for them? In the Book of Mormon, we receive even more insight into this idyllic world. In 2 Nephi chapter 2, we read, If Adam had not transgressed, he would not have fallen, but he would have remained in the Garden of Eden, and all things which were created must have remained in the same state in which they were after they were created, and they must have remained forever and had no end. It's interesting to note, life in Eden meant all things must remain in the same state. In other words, all things remained the same. It was always the same. Can you even fathom a world in which nothing ever changed? The seasons never changed. People never changed. The weather never changed. Circumstances never changed. One of the most glorious parts of being a human on earth is that we can change. We can evolve. We were designed by God to grow and develop. It's in our natures. We believe in eternal progression. But how can we grow unless we have a yearning to experience something different than our current experience? I imagine this was the experience Mother Eve faced in the garden. She had so much to be grateful for in this beautiful paradise place. And yet, a sense of divine discontent stirred her heart to consider there could be more to life than what they already had. This divine discontent leads her to make the choice to partake of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Years later, after Adam and Eve leave the garden, they reflect back on the choice they made. In Moses chapter 5, Adam states, Blessed be the name of God, for because of my transgression, my eyes are opened, and in this life I shall have joy, and again in the flesh I shall see God. And Eve, his wife, heard all these things and was glad, saying, Were it not for our transgression, we never should have had seed and never should have known good and evil, and the joy of our redemption, and the eternal life which God giveth unto all the obedient. And Adam and Eve blessed the name of God, and they made all things known unto their sons and their daughters. Divine discontent is truly divine. It is God-given discontent, in which the purpose is to guide our choices to lead us into new experiences for our growth and happiness. Even though Adam and Eve both had so much to be grateful for in the abundance of the Garden of Eden, life outside the garden brought them even more. It brought knowledge, wisdom, children, posterity, experiencing the bitter so the sweet moments were noticed in even more clarity. It's important to talk about this feeling of divine discontent in context of gratitude and the art of receiving. 
Satan understands just how powerful this experience of divine discontent can be in guiding our life. One tactic he uses to oppose this godly feeling is to shame us with opposing thoughts, such as, you should be feeling gratitude. You should just be happy with what you already have. You should be content. Look at all your current blessings. We end up feeling ashamed that our soul could actually desire more when we already have so much. Let me say that one more time. We end up feeling ashamed that our soul could desire more when we already have so much. And yet these moments when our hearts desire more are often the pivot point intended to guide us to further growth. Yes, our life can be full of blessings, just like Adam and Eve's life was filled to the brim with all things good. And there is also room for more. With God, there is always room for more, especially when it comes to blessings. This is how abundance works. Yay, more. (laughs) You will have moments in your life when you are gratefully content and you can appreciate your life just as it is. You will also have moments in your life when you can be grateful for all you have and also desire more. It is in these moments we need to be particularly aware. Satan will try to shame you for your desires. You shouldn't want that. You should just be happy with what you already have. You don't need that. That blessing is only for other people, not for you. We can be quick to shame and judge our desires. While there is obviously a difference between good and evil desires, it's the good desires Desires that are not morally or ethically wrong, or we can get stuck the most. I've heard from women who feel ashamed for desiring to work or pursue a dream because they think it will take away from their family to pursue what they want. I've heard the opposite. Women who feel ashamed because they have a high-powered career and they long to be home with their kids and live a simple life. I've heard from people with low income feel ashamed that they desire more money to have more opportunities for their life. I've heard of people with successful jobs feel ashamed for desiring to switch career paths to something others might see as less prestigious. I've talked with people in serious dating relationships who feel ashamed for thinking there might be someone better suited to them. I've talked with people going through a faith exploration who desire to practice their faith in their own way, but feel ashamed for feeling there could be something more for them beyond the cultural box. I've talked with college students pursuing a major in a parent-approved career who feel ashamed for wanting to pursue something completely unconventional that aligns more with their talents and heart's desire. These are only a few of the countless examples of how divine discontent can show up in our life. We have a desire for something more or something different or something better. In essence, we desire change. 
life is meant to be lived and experienced. Even though we live in a fallen and mortal world, we too can get to a point where it feels like nothing is changing. It's the same day over and over again, or the same trial we face day in or day out, or the same feeling of monotony. We may reach a place where what used to bring us happiness feels flat, or on the outside, things seem so good, but we aren't feeling energized by our circumstances. If you look closely, what you may be feeling during these times is divine discontent, a godly feeling with the purpose of guiding you to choose a new experience to help you grow. It is possible to feel gratitude for what you already have and also desire more. In fact, it is supposed to be there. (laughs) This is how progress happens. Imagine all that has happened to better this world because someone felt divine discontent. There's someone out there who grew discontented doing dishes by hand and invented the dishwasher (laughs) or the discontent of doing laundry by hand. And we get the invention of the washer and dryer. Christopher Columbus, feeling divine discontent, following the same sailing route to trade in the Indies. He decides to sail a different way and discovers an entirely new continent. (laughs) The pilgrims who were discontented with religious suppression and willingly chose to settle in a wild territory, isolated from everything familiar, which makes it possible for all future immigrants to have hope in a better world. The American colonists who become discontent with life under British rule and declare independence and craft an inspired constitution where all men are created equal with inalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. How about historical figures such as Nelson Mandela, Rosa Parks, Martin Luther King Jr., Abraham Lincoln, Mother Teresa, and so many others? All of them created stunning change in society because of the courage to faithfully act upon the feeling of divine discontent. Every turn for the better in history, every step forward in technology, every invention that improves life are the fruits of divine discontent. Now, while these examples may seem pivotal to the world at large, we too experience the same thing individually. It is true we are commanded by God to be grateful in all things. It is also true that we will experience divine discontent, which is not so much a feeling of ingratitude as it is a strategy by God to lead us to even more of his abundance. He is always willing to give us more, but some of those glorious future blessings require us to act in faith to create some change in our life or change in the world before we can receive them. Always the purpose of divine discontent is to invite us to do something differently so we can receive more. If I am discontent in a relationship... What might I need to change? 
if I am discontent in my career, how could I change my approach or focus? If I am discontent with my health, what lifestyle habits could I change? When you experience divine discontent, the question to ask is what in my life needs to change? Sometimes the answer is a big one. End a toxic relationship. Quit a project. Go back to school. Change jobs. Sell your house. Move to a new location. Other times, the answer is small. Start meditating. Go to bed earlier. Take a vacation. Eat better. Give praise and compliments. Show affection. Say, I love you. Say, thank you. Say, I'm sorry. You likely have a lifetime of your own examples, big and small, in which divine discontent has guided you to receiving even more. But those blessings only come upon faithful action. When we do something different, we changed something. I recently attended a Tony Robbins event where he taught us about the art of fulfillment. Ultimately, this is what we all want, a fulfilling life, a life of meaning and purpose. He suggested two opposing elements necessary to a fulfilling life, certainty and uncertainty. On one hand, we need certainty. We need to feel safe and secure. We need assurance that things are working out. On the other hand, we need uncertainty. Uncertainty can include taking risks and acting in faith on something we hope will bring good fruit. But then Tony offered a new way of interpreting uncertainty that I had never considered before. Where certainty provides sameness, think of the Garden of Eden, (laughs) uncertainty provides variety. Some of us value certainty so much, we are willing to live life without changing anything. We want the security that sameness brings. At least we know what to expect. Yet, if we are out of balance with too much certainty, we can start to feel discontent. Our spirit starts to nudge us toward a little more uncertainty, a little more variety to our life experience. Why? Because life is meant to include progress. And growth and progress require us to have some new experiences. (laughs) I laughed out loud when I heard this because I can be the person who lives Groundhog Day over and over. My personality tends towards doing the same thing in the same way, even in my relationships, even in recreation and fun I will default to do the same thing. Every Saturday night, my husband and I go on a date. We typically go to the exact same restaurant. We even order the exact same food. Sometimes we might really shake things up (laughs) and order a soup instead of a salad. But mostly we do the same thing over and over again. I think both my husband and I would agree that our relationship could totally benefit from a little more uncertainty. We could change things up. What would happen if we did something different? What if we, I don't know, what if we went rock climbing one week instead? 
surely our conversation would be totally different than the typical one we usually have. We'd create a new memory instead of reliving the same experience again and again. We'd be learning a new skill. Our body, mind, and spirits would be learning something new. Now, this is a very mild and lighthearted example, but also it's an easy fix. If we feel a little divine discontent in our relationship, could we do something in a new way? Can we change something? Can we change something really small and in turn experience a big result? Sometimes divine discontent, we know deep down that something big needs to change. And it can be overwhelming and paralyzing. And yet, sustainable growth occurs line upon line. Looking for the small ways we could initiate change can help us to build momentum that compounds into the bigger change our soul may be longing for. What is the small thing that can bring more variety? Maybe it's signing up for a class, reaching out to make a new friend, resurrecting an old hobby, booking a therapist, changing a pattern or habit, unplugging from screens, sketching out the steps to create the dream that's always in the back of your mind, having that conversation and vocally expressing what you're feeling to someone you trust. It's interesting to note that Divine discontent is important for our progression. Its purpose is to lead you to even more blessings. But there must be a proper balance. Listen closely. Divine discontent without gratitude for what you already have can turn into discouragement really fast. There are intentional opposites built into the world to provide harmony and balance. Justice and mercy are a good example. They work together. It is the same for gratitude and divine discontent. If you only have gratitude and you never desire more, you stop your progress. On the flip side, if you only focus on discontent, You close off to your current blessings and you become discouraged. However, paired together, these two can support each other in helping you move forward with hope and faith. Gratitude keeps your heart and mind open to flow inspiration. Divine discontent keeps you progressing by guiding you toward change. They work together for your good. Friends, while it may seem strange to talk about divine discontent in this Art of Receiving series, I hope you can see how beautifully it fits. Ultimately, the purpose of divine discontent will always be to guide us to receive something more and become something more. God is abundant. You have so much to be grateful for already in your life. And there is more. There is more in store for you. Is there any part of your life right now you're experiencing a bit of divine discontent? Is there any part of your life that could use 
a little more uncertainty, some variety. We are created for eternal progression. Progression comes with new experiences and change. Imagine your life with the courage to act in faith to change things up. See it. Say it. Feel it. Do it. Become it. You are a creator. Now go create something great. If this concept of divine discontent was compelling to you, and you wonder how to practice this, I invite you to take my creation course. The introductory lessons can be found for free on this podcast in episodes 95 through 100. And when you're ready to go to the next level, you can sign up for the full creation course. The creation course is first and foremost, a personal transformation program that teaches you how to use the law of creation to create the change your soul is longing for. You can find this program at thecreationcoachschool.com. You can do this. I am cheering you on.